Welcome to the Tech Today podcast, powered by CEO Radar. It's your host, John Mayetta. We published an update to our CEO Radar mock portfolio this evening. You can find that article at Tech Today. The mock portfolio, for those of you that, that don't know, is we created it last calendar year. And it, it sprung out of a, we were working on a partnership with a partner to launch a, a fund. And that didn't work out. We will do it but we're going to have total control. It's going to be a CEO rate of branded fund as opposed to a co-branded fund when we do ultimately launch it. And so this mock portfolio is meant as a demonstration as to you know, kind of how we would approach it, right? So this is based on my experience, high yield on the buy side, covering software on the sell side, leading a global corporate M&A effort uh, for a mid-cap software company. So sort of all the stuff I've learned around uh, the capital markets, working for investment banks, technology companies, and as an entrepreneur here at CEO Raider, our fintech company. So steady state, in addition to our, our, our data, our software, I want to have an investment arm that sort of gives people an opportunity, retail or institutional, to uh, participate in our sort of core principles, core tenants around what what makes for a high-quality company. So the CEO rate of portfolio consists of technology companies, predominantly software, that we believe are high-quality companies for a variety of reasons. Number one is starting with the management team. We believe management teams have an incredible amount of influence over companies. And I'm talking about the C-suite, the CEO in particular. That's the name of our company, CEO Rater. Um, when I get pushback on that, the one I always push back on is Microsoft. So when I do get pushback about CEOs having undue influence over companies, you know, some investors will say, hey, that's not really true for large companies that sort of run themselves. Look at that quarantine beard. I'm doing the grow the beard during this quarantine period thing. Um, look at large companies. Doesn't really matter who's at the helm in terms of the CEO chair. They, they kind of run themselves. And so I pushed back with Microsoft. Look at Microsoft during Steve Ballmer's tenure and then looking at, look at the company during Satya Nadella's tenure. Nadella's much different approach, more of a collaborative approach. Uh, he has more of a focus, Nadella does, on, on aesthetics in terms of product aesthetic. Um, obviously, the big push into AI doubling down on in cloud. And cloud today is very different than what it was you know, a decade ago, a decade ago, it was basically hosted applications. Uh, more recently, uh, remote servers, but now it's baking in advanced services into those remote services, those cloud offerings, things such as core AI. And it's, you know, the companies like Microsoft, Amazon, and Google that are going to win the day there. So we believe in, in quality companies. That starts with the management team. Beyond the management team, it's, you know, Whose, whose products and services have a sustainable competitive advantage, which the, what's the competitive moat. We believe in free cash flow generation, uh, organic revenue growth. We like companies to have the, the, the appetite for risk to do smart M&A transactions. We, we believe that in technology, uh, M&A is a lever, a strategic lever that is underutilized by management teams. Yeah, I should do a study on this. Um, 
it would be interesting to publish data around all the M&A transactions within broadly defined technology and then within broadly defined software. How many of them over the past decade, five years, three years, two years, year, were uh, driven by strategic acquirers, meaning companies, versus private equity firms? Because it just feels like as time has gone on, private equity is maybe not in dollar terms, but in terms of uh, deal volume, it's the PE guys that are driving M&A. And I suspect that changes here in the near term as, as debt gets more expensive uh, and, and credit tightens. But as things loosen again, as we get through this COVID period, I would expect PE M&A activity to really accelerate again. So you've got quality management teams. You've got products with a, a competitive advantage, a sustainable competitive advantage. Intellectual property is, a, is another sort of competitive moat. I laid this out. I put together, we made a public. Um, I'm not going to tell you where to find it because the, the effort never got launched, but it is out there. I, I wrote a 20, maybe a 40-page deck around our investment philosophy. So it's, it's out there in the ether, and it will be out there again under the, the CEO rate of brand. Um, so this, this mock portfolio, which is a concentrated portfolio, which is another tenant, I don't believe in trying, trying to mimic the index. If you're going to be uh, an active manager, it, it's best to, you know, to ride with the companies you believe in most. Um, and then the, the last exercise, the last element rather around this, this mock portfolio exercise was to execute sort of a buy and hold strategy. And one of the tenants for this, this portfolio, uh, had we launched it last year, was going to be that it would be a low turnover portfolio. So we just took it to the extreme with this experiment with the mock portfolio, whereby we only sell a company if uh, a CEO or a core uh, chief product officer uh, walks away from a company. Then all bets are off. And if we don't like who's backfilling, it gets blown out of the portfolio. But otherwise, we're just sort of holding uh, these individual equities over time. So it's not that we're you know, we have uh, live positions that we're trading out of at the first sign of weakness, like with, with, with COVID. We just want to show what these quality holdings can do over an extended period of time, five, seven, ten year period of time. And our belief is that they will far outperform uh, flavor of the month, flavor of the year type stocks. As was the case, if you look back over the past decade, uh, thinking back to my old universe of high-quality fintech, information services, tech-enabled services, software names, uh, these were companies that grew market values by multiples over a five, seven, ten-year period. Companies like SSSNC, companies like CoStar Group, uh, companies like FactSet. Uh, there's a whole slew of them. If you follow us, you know, there's probably... Uh, a good two, three dozen companies that I'm really a, a, a big fan of in our portfolio. Off the top of my head, I want to say we have a, a dozen names in it. Um, sort of a, a best ideas approach for the long term. That's all for now. See you next time.